PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Unchained Podcast presented by PlayStation Universe, PSU.com. Go check us out for all your news, reviews, guides, previews, and everything else you would ever want. I am your host today, Gary, and as always, I am joined by Ben, who is usually the host of Unchained. Ben, say hello. Hello, it's me. Hi. I, I, I decided to step back. Ben stepped back because he recorded like 16 podcasts today. Only four. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm not Only tired, two. it's just my voice. I don't, I, I don't want to... I, I, I will be saying <laughs> words wrong. Well, you're saying them all right right now, Ben, and that's good. That's good. That is good. <laughs> it's just us today, Ben. Alfonso yeah. isn't able to join us. He's got personal stuff going on. We'll let him handle that because it's important. Personal stuff is important. But it's us. How it has your week been? Pretty good, thank you. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fantasy XI and Fantasy XIV. Uh, the 10th anniversary of the Final Fantasy XIV event has started. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, a lot of grinding to do. I need 570 tomes. So we're working on that. <clears throat> Apart from that, not much really, to be honest. It's been a pretty good week. How about you? Oh, it's been pretty good. I uh, I started my early access of Boulder's Gate 3. Nice. So I've been playing that. Really enjoying it. Got to catch up on my D&D terminology. <laughs> um, yeah, that that game is... If you don't know D&D, you're going to have a tough time. Um, which I know you play D&D, Ben, so you should yeah. be okay. Yesterday's um, D&D session went well. I had fun. Yeah, I, I believe it's... God, what is it? I think it's... Oh, God, I don't remember the the edition that it's based off of. I think it's the fifth one. It's 5D, 5E, I think it's called. I, th- I think so, yeah. Can't remember for sure. But it's been a while since I played D&D, so I'm going into it, and like, there's like no tutorial in the game at all. So if you don't know shit, good luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's literally a game, like... A, the closest thing to actually playing Dungeons and Dragons that's not tabletop, in a way. Well, um, every, everything I you can say do is the, I wouldn't say it's the closest. What would you say is the closest? Rule twenty is the closest. D and D Beyond plus Rule twenty is the closest way to play D and D online. Oh, okay. Um, those are. The, the, that's how I play D and D. It's a website dedicated to simulating the D like you, um, the DM can make their own board, and then you know, yeah, is it? I'm so bad at remembering which one's which because I have both websites open at the same time. Um, yeah, you make your character on D and D Beyond, um, which has all your different stats and stuff like that, and then Roll Twenty is like the D and D website itself where the DM can make maps and then. Yeah, you, know, you you do in Discord. Yeah, you, know, you they make a scenario and then they move you around on you move around on the map and that you, you can add music That's and stuff cool. like that. And That's then roll cool. twit and uh, D beyond you make your character. Um, and then when you like, there's like hit dice and stuff like that on D and D Beyond. So you um, like my monk has like a quarter staff, and then you hit the D ten dice and then it rolls it and you'll know if you hit or not. So. That, that nice. information that nice. gets transferred over to D and D Beyond as well, so that you know everyone can see. It, you know, it, that, that, that's the 
that's the best way to play, in my opinion. But for in video game format, of course, Baldur's yes. Gate Video game format, this is as close as you're going to get. I go to everything, from the persuasion checks you do, okay. to the throw checks, to being able to jump. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all actions that you do in the game. Um so make sure you you come prepared with very important stuff like thief tools to lock pick doors or things like that. I mean, you can't find a key to a door, bash it down, set it on fire with magic. Find a way to break it down if you don't have a key. It's fun that way. <laughs> there is nothing stopping you from doing whatever you want in this game. And that's the beauty of it, right? That's the beauty of D&D. Yeah. You can literally do whatever the hell you want. Um So yeah, it's been it's been fun. Uh, overwhelming, which I was expecting it to be overwhelming. Um, but it's, it's in my opinion, it definitely deserves a lot of the praise that it's got. Um, it's got four-player co-op, Ben. Yep. So if you ever get it, when you plan to get it, if you want to team up, I'm more than happy to team up with Sounds you. Sounds good. That, that's, yeah. not, that's, that, that's the reason why I'm bought it yet, because I wasn't sure if anyone would want to play it. So... <laughs> Yeah, my other friend, he's a huge D&D fan. He's been playing it. Um, yeah, I'm always down. I, I created a sorcerer myself because I wanted to I wanted to do shit from afar because <laughs> I always play a melee-type build in, like, every game ever. Mm. So I wanted to go long-range this time, and it's been fun so far. A lot of different classes to choose from, though. So I still um, don't know what class I'm going to go with. I know what race. I'm always halfling. Mm. Um, but I don't know what class I will go with because I've, I've so far been a cleric, paladin, and monk halfling. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I like well, the halfling's trait of abusing roles. Well, they say paladin is the least used role in that game, so I'm not saying yeah, but, that it's bad. It's just the one that people use the least. Yeah, yeah. But the issue is my current campaign. I'm playing with D and D. I'm a paladin, so. I, I don't think I'd want to pick a paladin again for a game, so I don't know where I would go. But then I'd be tempted to go monk. I, see, by halfling, tra- halfling have a trait called lucky, where if you roll a d twenty, you can mm-hmm. and it, you get a one. You can say no and re-roll. No, so that's another thing that is interesting, right? Because you have your party, right? And yeah. you know, you can really skip recruiting the characters from your party. Um, yeah. Which is crazy. Like you can literally play through the whole game just as your main character. Please don't um, do that. <laughs> it's a very the game is hard. The game is very hard. Um, I've died multiple times, and like I said, it's very D and D. You have to have health potions. Uh, spells usually exhaust you. You have to rest to regain uh, stamina and mana and stuff like that. It's it's very closely based on those on those mechanics. So I think people are looking at it as like, oh, I'm going to go into it and it's a CRPG. I'm going to go ham sandwich on it. it. It's a CRPG, but it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like, you really have to know how to do everything. Um, and everything has consequence. Every action, like, it's crazy. The decisions they present to you, like, every single thing has consequences. Um... And right now I'm in a storyline quest where I have to pick one race or another to save. And it's kind of hard to choose because they're both assholes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find common ground, but 
they're not literally helping me. And it's one of those things where, like, if you have the right party members, you can switch and control that party member to take on conversations because maybe their way of their persuasion uh, uh, checks is higher and they get bigger bonuses than the character you made, you know? So you probably want them to do a lot of the conversations rather than your main character that you made. So a lot of those things come into question. Um, just remember, every time you start conversation with somebody, try to do it with a character who probably talks better than your main character does. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, if you want to get certain things, like if you want to haggle prices at stores, use a character who's better at that than probably your sorcerer is. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It's great stuff. I went to jail yesterday because I stole an apple off a dead body and a guard saw me do it. <laughs> and then I couldn't find a way out of jail, so I had a breakout instead, and that was fun. Um, so yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Simulate real life in CRPG style. But anyways, let's get to some news, Ben, shall we? Sounds good to me. Alrighty. Let's start with some good news. Final Fantasy 16 is officially getting two paid DLCs in the future. Uh, this comes in a live stream, uh, not a live stream, uh, a video released by Yoshi P last night for everybody, obviously morning time in Japan uh, or daytime. Uh, where he announced two paid DLCs. Uh, he announced the official work on the PC version is underway. Uh, they'll release more information on the PC version sometime this year. Um, and they also released a brand new DLC with a brand new patch update that came out today. Free DLC uh, for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, this free DLC comes with the ability to change outfits for the majority of your characters, not just Clive. Um, the ability to change the appearance of your sword. They also added the Onion Sword from Final Fantasy 3, I believe it is. Um, so you can have that sword if you want to. Uh, even change the look of Torgal, which is something I won't do because Torgal is perfect the way he is. But Ben, are you excited for the official announcement of two paid? I was expecting at least one, but we're yeah. getting two. That's pretty cool. Um, I do wonder what the DLC is going to be about um, and whether what DLC is going to be like. Like, I don't know if it's going to be two separate DLCs or one DLC that's split into two chapters. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. It'd be interesting to see. Um, uh, I'm expecting the DLC to launch with the PC version, at least the first DLC, maybe, um, because that way it'll get people to double dip on the PC if they bundle it with. The, like, they'll be like, oh. Fantasy 16 DLC is now out for a so-and-so price on PlayStation. And Final Fantasy 16 plus the DLC is out on PC and it's like the full price of the normal game. That way people won't complain too much about the fact that the game is £70 or $80 like a year after the PlayStation version. They still will, but that'll be their reason for charging full price, probably. Um, but we're looking at a crazy year for Fantasy owners because, you know, at the start of next year... We've got Fantasy possibly 16 DLC, Fantasy 7 uh, remake part two, and a Fantasy 14 Dawn Trail. That's a crazy start of year for Final Fantasy fans. Well, crazy. this is not even over. Ever Crisis is launching next month too. Um, I thought Ever Crisis was actually. Yeah, should launch soon. And then yeah, you also had soon. Crisis Core. 
and then you had the P- PS5 version of 16. Yeah, and the rumor that 9 is coming and 10 is getting yeah. a remake as well, if the rumors are true. Um, uh, by, by, the the, live, the, by the time this goes live, by the time this goes live, the Ever Crisis will be out. Oh, good. There you go. Make it. Ever Crisis out September 7th. So. Where everyone gets to see Okay, young this should be out before off. then, but it'll be close. Unless you're listening to this in the future, in which case it will already be out. And I was right. <laughs> And everyone gets to see young Sephiroth and get horned up. Uh, they, they hit 1 million pre-registered. Then they've got a goal for 1.2 million and 1.5 million. So I, I don't know how close well, they are. But... They, they, they kind of hit those kind of big numbers with um, the first soldier as well. And yeah. that game shut down now. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Um, I don't think this will shut down because... There's a, there's a difference there between First Soldier and this. Because First Soldier was a Battle Royale game. Uh, this is a turn-based yeah. combat game, right? Yeah, So with a gacha system. Yeah. yeah, with a gacha system for the outfits and weapons. Weapons. Because the characters are unlocked by playing the game. Yeah. So. I mean, it does have the story going for it. Obviously, it's part of the main storyline of Final Fantasy VII, or the whole storyline. So it's something people will definitely going to want to check out if they want the whole Final Fantasy VII experience. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, okay um, if they hit if they hit one point seven million pre-registers, they they're giving away seven point seven billion blue crystals split between all players. So two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. That's a lot of blue crystals per person. If there's 1.7 million, that's 7.7 split by what's 1.7 billion. I mean million. Uh, 4,500 crystals per player, roughly. Someone put. Nice. So that's what. That's nearly 10 multis, I think, or is it four multis? I don't. I don't. I think it's four multis because I think it's a thousand per multi. So. No. I mean, I think I'm just gonna wait on it until the near automata collaboration happens because that game gets collaboration with every mobile game <laughs> oh no i'm gonna i'm gonna play this day one i'm gonna stream it as well on moogle garden radio yeah i'll probably download it too um i've got i'm gonna have to test my stream setup with my phone so yeah, so, yeah. Crisis, um, have a crisis yeah two dlcs uh i'm still gonna say one has to be on Viathan. And one has to do with Diablos because they talked about having to wanting to put Diablos into the game but running out of time. Um, so something tells me Diablos will play a role some way or another. <laughs> with that DLC, then we might not be seeing or hearing a lot of actors in video games in the foreseeable future because the SAG AFTRA uh, has decided to strike. Um, in the video game world, uh, and their actors um, will be joining that strike. Meaning, well, I don't know who's part of that. Who, who's EA, part of the Activision? Uh, well, yeah, they're, they're striking Activision, EA, Epic Games, Insomniac Games, Take Two, and Warner Brothers um, were the ones mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I think there might be more though. Um, but yeah, no, obviously this is gonna hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of famous actors that were used in um, 
take two games. Well, that'd be Gearbox, right? Which would be um, Borderlands. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bo- now, obviously, Borderlands Activision is- has used has used real life actors as well yeah. for a lot of characters. Warner Brothers yeah. with all the DC Comics stuff yeah. and the voice actors there. Yeah, um, Disney is Disney. We don't need to say anything else about that. <laughs> Epic Games, obviously, Fortnite. Yeah, Insomnia Games with Spider Man. We know yeah. Tony Todd. Uh, yeah. Who played Candyman? He's a. He's oh, a one second. Isn't Take so. Two also Rockstar? Yeah. So that would be GTA. Yeah. Well, we don't know anything about GTA Six, and if it uses real actors, we know what was a Vice yeah. City used Ray Liotta. Um, San Andreas had Samuel Jackson in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Five. Oh yeah, Five had uh, a real actor too. The guy who played the the psycho dude. I don't remember his name. Trevor. But would it also count um, music? I don't know if it's just acting. I don't think it, it counts music. I think it's just acting. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm gonna say because if it's music as well, you've got all the soundtracks in Grand Theft Auto. So. Yeah. But obviously, th- this poses a big problem for a lot of developers. I mean. Yeah. If if you're thinking Uncharted is coming and it's gonna bring back some some actors and and well, characters, not with this strike, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Troy Baker is part of this, uh, as is Ashley Johnson. So who knows what's gonna happen with a potential Last of Us three if they're gonna be replacing their roles in those in that game. Um, big hit. It's a big hit. A hit that I actually questioned back when they did this with the with the movies um, and the TV shows. Like, how does this affect video games? And I now see that it was apparently a separate thing. See, uh, I don't understand now... it so much because the thing is they're against AI for actors. But yeah. surely that's a thing that's going to be used for video games anyway because... Like, I'm sure it'd be nice to pay the actors to do everything, but there's so many different animations in video games now that it's easier to be done by the computer than it is to say the actor, climb on those rocks and fall over so we can capture every every bit in detail. Now, I so, think it's more... I, I think they're looking at it like if you look at Call of Duty Warzone where yeah. they just got Mickey Minaj and Snoop Dogg, you know, they're not going to be able to bring them back to do new lines. So it'll probably be easier to AI it instead. Well, that, no, um, I don't know. New lines for them isn't hard. They could just have them record at home and email them. Probably, but do they want to pay them the money to do that? <laughs> is yeah. the question. The lines are. My issue is the lines are probably they shouldn't be AI'd, but I don't see the issue with animations too much. Like, it's cool that they they use motion capture actors, but at the same time, like, come on, some of the animations in video games aren't exactly easiest to do in real life. Yeah. Well, like you said, Ben, I like you. I don't really know how the things are done yeah. to to really say what they can yeah. and can't do. I, I just don't know the ins and outs of that part of the industry to know um, where the AI fits into that kind of stuff. You know, um, I do know that video game streamers are already talking about striking the games as well. So the games that uh, the the companies that have been part of the strike. Um, streamer, big streamers are talking about the fact they will not also not be streaming any games by those companies during that strike as well. So, okay, there you go. So, um, we'll see. We'll see if they stick to that. Because if they stick to that, I can't imagine um, Call of Duty Warzone having a major impact on Twitch anymore. If yeah. that's the case, <laughs> <laughs> um, I highly, I think it's just talk. I'm not saying not they're not going to do it. I don't think think as many of them saying they're going to do it are actually going to do it. 
I think a lot. Uh, the weird part is, I think a lot of the bigger streams are still going to stream because they know that as soon as they stop streaming, the smaller streamers will start streaming it. Yeah, and that's they're, the, they're the going to lose a lot of their revenue. A lot of their revenue comes from the bigger games like that, like Call of Duty. So, we'll, we'll see we'll when see. this happens, and with Spider Man too, that's the big deal. Yeah, Spider Man Two looks to be the big one that that's coming up to to really see. I mean, as far as I know, um, Tony Todd is the is the biggest name uh, in the industry behind that, and he just does the voice of Venom. He doesn't actually appear. At least I don't think he appears in the game as himself. Um, I, we just know he does the voice of Venom. Um, I don't know who else they have lined up in that game um, that's going to have their face captured. Do have a facial capture on it for for why Insomniac Games is listed behind uh, in the strike? So we'll see. I guess I don't know. A lot of crazy shit going on. Like they're 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 wanting revenue, obviously, from you know um, the 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 industry, the the movie industry. Um, they want to get paid for streaming stuff and and the AI stuff. Like how exactly? Like I I, I wish to know what their uh, the contracts well, look like for video games. Like, do gaming, they not, not get the, no the gaming contracts? The that, no, there's no reven, gaming well, revenue after shit. the sale. Well, that is some shit. Normally, from what I've heard, at least from what I know, again, I've, I'm not in the industry, so I can't exactly tell you up to date information. But from what I've heard in the past, it's it's the one and done like payment deal. So they like, don't get no royalties. They, you don't get royalties for but video then, games. But then again, um. I don't see how you would get royalties from that. I mean, royalties from how many sales you make, sure. Yeah. But after that, you know, like if if obviously you know Game Pass and PlayStation Plus are you know becoming the big thing now with you know um, the subscription services, so maybe that's what they're looking at now. Is like okay, if Game Pass is becoming so prominent now, we want to get money from this free game that's on game pass now um and how many downloads or how many people play it they want i guess revenue from that i just don't know how the numbers work work now i don't know how it works um but i can see them looking at it the same way as netflix because netflix pays to have you know a, a show or a movie on their network for a set amount of years or months or days um and they pay whoever owns that movie or show um for that and that's where that uh, streaming residue, um, streaming revenue comes from. They want royalties for that. Um, I just don't know how it works for games. Um, so yeah, we we'll, might be seeing less and less more famous people, and more and more amateur voice actors. Which I'm not saying is bad, but soon uh, maybe they'll come out for the anime industry too. And then oh shit, good luck with them dubs. <laughs> I will be sad if I lose dubs. Well, Ben. Let's get to some really disappointing news. Um, Sony, on the day of the announcement, or on the day that Starfield went live for early access players, Sony announced, unfortunately, a price increase for PlayStation Plus. And a lot of people, obviously, are not happy about it. Because it's a steep increase. I think it's like a 43, 30, no, 33% increase yeah. in... <laughs> PlayStation Plus. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual numbers here. I think I posted it in our chat. Did you? Laundry. 
because I, I was posting the fact everyone was complaining about it and talking about Microsoft's prices, but I'm like, I found out that the, it's still cheaper on PlayStation than it is on Xbox. Okay, yeah. So PlayStation Plus Essentials uh, is now $80 a year. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra is $135 a year. And PlayStation Plus Premium is now $160 a year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a big increase. Uh, pre- the premium price is still not worth it without more classic games that aren't yeah. Sony classic games. Um, so that is terrible. Um, I think what hurts this the most, though, Ben, is that this is kind of a requirement to have if you want to play online, right? <laughs> well, okay. So this is where I'm going to bring up the, the PlayStation Plus versus Game Pass pricing. Oh, that's because fine, yeah. um, this is an insult of Game Pass, but Game Pass is still a good deal. Um, but people are complaining about the PlayStation price price increase, which is bad. But okay, so Xbox got rid of Xbox Live Gold recently. Um, that starts this month. This month, Xbox Live Gold is gone. Okay, um, that has now been replaced by Game Pass Core, which it replaces Xbox Live Gold. Game Pass Core will give you basically. Remember the PlayStation Plus Premium Collection? Yeah. So Game Pass Core gives you 25, I think it's Xbox games, um, and it gives you online access. That is $60 a, a year. So it's $20 less than Essentials, but it gives you online access and your, uh, your 25 games. But Game Pass for console, which is the what everyone talks about being Game Pass being the best. Uh, Game Pass for console is the one that gives you day one titles. So you'll get access to the whole, the whole of Game Pass. Um, uh, I'm going to double check something. Uh, uh, okay. So Game Pass console gives you the 20, your uh, day one games for Game Pass. And it gives you, um, it just, that's what it is. It's, it's a bigger access to Game Pass. But Game Pass for console does not include your online subscription. So if you want to play online and you want your day one Game Pass, that's $192 a year because you have to buy both Core and Game Pass for console. Yeah, so I remember that. I that remember means that's $30 more than premium. And premium includes PlayStation Cloud, which means you can play your PlayStation free for... And I think one and two, right? Online? Mm-hmm. So, and eventually PS5, which is in testing right now. Um, so, that's included with your premium. So, if you want the day one Game Pass, which, again, is something that PlayStation Plus doesn't give, but if you want your huge access to, access to your Game Pass titles, plus online, plus cloud, you need to go for Ultimate, and Ultimate is $212 a year because xCloud is not included with Game Pass Console or Game Pass Core. So that means if you want everything, you need to pay the $212 a year, which will give you Core, Console, and xCloud. So that's $62 more. No, $52 more, math hard, than PlayStation Plus Premium. (laughs) So the price went up, but it's still nothing compared to Microsoft's. Yeah. But of course, as I said, you do get Day 1 Games of Game Pass, so that... Is yeah, what it's, it's, gives it, it the yeah, it's still a big increase, though. And obviously, the, the premium price, uh, not worth it. 
because literally like 90% of the classic games are first-party Sony games, and they're not even the best first-party Sony games. <laughs> um, oh, and obviously without PS3 and without PS2 games on it, you're literally only looking at PS1 and PSP right now. Um, not even Vita games. Uh, it's just not worth $160 a year right now. Um, but to break this down, uh, right now, uh, PlayStation Plus uh, is $59.99. That is going up to $79.99. Uh, the PS Plus Extra is $100. That is going up to... What was it? $134. Um, and the premium, obviously, $160 is what it's going to, where it was $120. So it is a very huge increase. Um, and they don't even offer day one games, right? Not a no. lot of day one games. Not, no, not, not big one. AAA ones. No. Um, Will we start seeing them? No. No, we won't. Not first party, that's for sure. Maybe <laughs> well, we'll I, get some third party stuff, but we won't get first party. Stuff. I still feel like okay. I still think we're going to start getting first party stuff, but I don't think we're going to see that until twenty twenty five. Calling it twenty twenty five is when we'll see first party stuff on game on uh, places plus twenty around I'm gonna there. Say you're going to have to at least wait a year. I think after a year they'll put whatever game released on PlayStation Plus. No, I feel like once there's some games of a service titles out there that has a decent enough revenue service, that's when they'll start putting the first party titles on PlayStation Plus day one. Once they've got that additional revenue from the, the games of service titles. Maybe. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> no, I don't think it, I don't know if it'll be all first party titles, by the way. Just some. Yeah. Well, speaking with... Uh... PlayStation Plus Premium, in a way, a new rumor going around that uh, from YouTuber uh, Mystic uh, is saying that Sony is currently working on a brand new PS2 emulator uh, because the one they have now sucks. That's why they're not releasing PS2 classics on the PlayStation Store. But they are looking at a way of doing it, um, and they're working on one. Um, they should just call Mark Cerny and ask him, hey, how do we do this? And he'll probably tell you. With words, you won't even have to show you. Ben, <laughs> okay, are PS2 classics really important to have? No, I premium? don't really care. No, so really, no. you don't think so? No. Why not? I always tell you now this: that the, the only time that classic titles are good is when the console is in its first few years and there's no other games out. That's the only time for classic titles, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. To, to help flood the market with playing old games that you won't be able to play. Yeah, I, that's the only time classic titles are any use. Um, so, no, I, I really don't care. I, I really, really different. For me, it's playing the classic games that they refuse to release in any other way. <laughs> like, if they can get games like Xenosaga on there, or even release Xenogears, Parasite Eve, Stuff like that. I would be very happy to have those games and play them again. I mean... Because I don't have the hardware to do it anymore. Parasite Eve never or came out here. not available. Like, they're just not available, or I can buy it for, like, $500 if I, if I can afford that. Um, plus, with so many games constantly getting delisted now, newer games even, I don't, I, I don't know. I just want something... I don't know. For, for me, I would want it. <laughs> 
I think PS2 will add a lot of value to that $160 price tag, personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just my, my thoughts on it. <laughs> um, PlayStation Plus games for September have been announced. Uh, we are getting uh, the reimagined, remade uh, Saints Row. We are getting uh, the MMO Black Desert. And we are getting Generation Zero. Ben, your I'm thoughts? I'm confused on by the Black Desert Plus? because it's already out on PlayStation. Well, this is the deluxe edition or the Traveler edition, whatever that is. <laughs> it is out on PlayStation, but yeah, we are getting it free with September PlayStation Plus games. What is the? Let's have. A, let's look up the Traveler edition. Uh, wow, it's twenty-five pounds, Gary. That's like two pounds yeah. worth of stuff in Black Desert Online. Because everything's expensive. You get a, a value pack for 15 days, a pearl box for 1,000 pearls. You get, oh, okay, maybe, okay, you get a polar bear. Maybe you've sold me. Uh, you get a horse emblem, a tier seven white horse female. It's tier seven, Gary. I don't know what numbers, or how they go up. Okay, but uh, what's the difference? Is... Like, does the male horse have a dong? Is that what they're trying to tell me? It's a female horse, so hopefully not. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, did you pick one or the other? Because you have to distinguish between the two of them, right? So one no, day it was pick... the added addition to the male horse. Well, there's no male. You can only have tier <laughs> seven white horse female and a trainer's flute for thirty days. Yeah, go. let's look. I'm going to look up this horse emblem. <laughs> no, be, be. Um. It's proof of ownership for a tier seven white horse, which you can retrieve from the stable. So you get, a, I guess, yeah, free horse. It has a, a ninety weight capacity. It has a three thousand two three hundred twenty one lifespan. I mean, it di dies after so many time. And, and <laughs> it, it sells for seventy thousand monies. So there you go. Well, I don't think you can sell it. You, that's how much the NPC sells you it for normally. I like how there's already. We did it. It's a cool horse. I'll give it that. It's a cool horse. There you go. Are you excited for this lineup of games? I am now because the polar bear is adorable. Well, I reviewed and... Black Desert, and I actually thought it was a pretty fun RPG. MMO. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Fun combat. Um, and what are the other games? Again, Saints Row, which I'm looking for. Actually, out of all of them, Saints Row is probably the one I'm going to probably pick up, especially after and... you know the, what we're going to talk about later. And Generation Zero. Which I think they shut yeah. down the servers for that game, so you can only play it single player now. I think we'll play online co-op. But it's only four years ago, Gary. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah um, for me, Saints Row, uh, I'll give it a shot. I know they revamped the game since the release. They changed a lot of stuff. But unfortunately, let's get to... The big news no, here, man. The servers are up. Oh, Generation Zero is still up? Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, let's get to the big news that obviously concerns Saints Row, and that is Embracer Group, owners who spent, like, pennies to acquire so many companies, uh, including Volition, um, have announced that the 30-year studio is shut down, effective immediately. Everybody's out of a job. This, of course, is... Terrible news. Uh, I feel bad for everybody involved, especially since I don't think a lot of them knew this was coming because the same day 
they had an interview where they were asked if Saints Row 1 and 2 will get a remake, and they're like, there's no plans to remake it right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they didn't see this coming. Uh, because Volition is a very proud company. It's a historic company, I feel. Uh, creators of the Red Fraction franchise. Obviously, Saints Row, which I think is the closest rival to GTA we ever had. Um, and a great alternative to GTA. Uh, if you're more into the, the fun action comedy stuff. Yeah, um, I think I Saints Row is better than GTA. Yeah, it's a great alternative for the more realistic GTA to go and yeah. play something like Saints Row where I can beat the shit out of people with a giant dildo. You know? Yeah. That shit well, I, I like Saints Row 4 with all the super pa- superpowers you could get. Yeah. It was like a Marvel game know, before Marvel. Yeah, and, and, and we know a lot of people kind of came at them with this more yeah. rebooted version of Saints Row. And I was yeah. one of those people um, I got to preview the game, and one of my biggest concerns with it was the the the, the Saints Row team, the group. Um, none of them felt good to me. Like they they all followed a terrible stereotype of of a certain group of people. Um, and I know this hurt the game because this was one of the biggest concerns a lot of people had uh, going into its release. And obviously, the sales proved that this hurt it. This hurt it. Um, but Ben, 30 years, Volition, Red Faction, Saints Row, among many other uh, franchises. Your thoughts on it being shut down? It sucks. There's so many wonderful people working on these games. It sucks no matter the company. Like, even if it's a company that I don't like, I, it, I, it's still people that have a job that have lost their job. So no matter who, what the game is, uh, unless it's, um, you know... What's his face that makes give? Uh, make... Randy Pitchford. <laughs> yeah, then I'm not not going to be poor. It's have any tears for that. But for most people, I would feel a little bad. I'd feel bad if they lost their job. So it sucks. I know they had the issue of Agents of Mayhem flopping as well as Saints Row, so they had two flops in a row. So, but I would have loved to have seen them given another try with either a new IP or like Saints Row again. Like it's a shame. Or more Red Faction. Red Faction was probably one of my favorite first-person games back in the day because of the um, deformed, like the, the you know the, the formation of blood. I think it was stuff called up. Geo Geomod. I think it was yeah. called the Geo the Geomod engine or something. Yeah, I would yeah, use the infinite ammo. I'd use the infinite infinite ammo cheats with rocket launchers and then just blow my way to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, I I one hundred percent agree with you. It it fucking sucks. Especially since, you know, they kind of wanted to get away from, from Square Enix when they were owned by them. Um, and, you know, they thought they had this this great chance to really fly and do their thing with Embracer Group, and now this happens. Um, a story came out recently uh, after this happened where I believe one of the developers uh, anonymously revealed on Reddit that they wanted the new Saints Row to kind of be like the older Saints Rows, uh, which is what people wanted. Um, Johnny Gat was supposed to be in it. Everything was supposed to be the way it was. But it was Embracer Group who wanted a more, a bigger focus on how things are today, I guess, with 
with people and, and groups and stuff like that. So they had to refocus it and make it the way it is. Um, so I know people are kind of coming at them at Volition for, for changing Saints Row, but if this is to be believed, this this story, uh, it was Embracer Group that forced the change. And when it flopped, they blamed Volition for it, which is something every company does when their terrible decisions lead to terrible sales. They have they have to blame somebody else, not themselves. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really shitty thing. And I hope all, all these people find their footing. They find work at better companies with better ownership. Um, <laughs> I don't even care if it's for companies I hate. Um, but, you know, though Volition got shut down, Gearbox also got hit with a lot of layoffs. Um, Randy Pitchford wasn't one of them. But even more people lost their jobs at Gearbox, which, again, sucks because Gearbox literally the same day announced the Borderlands Gold Collection or whatever the hell that thing is uh, that bundles all the Borderlands games, and they also announced that Borderlands 3 is coming to Switch. And their reward for this was getting fired. <laughs> um, what the fuck, man? Uh, anything you want to add to, to Gearbox there, Ben? Can we get rid of Randy Pitchford? Right. <laughs> uh, the Pandora's Box Bundle uh, bundles all six Borderlands games. I will say at least it's, 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 it's cheaper if you've um, if if um, if you uh, if you've have already already have some of them. So I like that feature. I'll give it that. Like yeah. if you bought so Borderlands, what is it, like an upgrade fee or. Like no, it, it they they just it's like Steam where for every game you get they, they like lower the price or something. Oh okay. Like That's with good. Steam, like if you've got let's say you're buying the uh, um if you're buying the Pandora box and say you've got Borderlands three and two already, then it would remove those prices out of um out of the um price of the full title. And I think they're doing that also for PlayStation, so. That's good, oh. at least. <laughs> I think, anyway. Yeah. But yeah it's it's $150 as well. That's a lot. <laughs> I feel. Oh, uh, yeah. Place this, if, you already own a digital, if you already <laughs> own a digital physical copy of Borderlands, the Game of the Year edition, Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, um, then you could upgrade it for $30 to the Borderlands Pandora's Box edition. So, so if you already own one of those two, you can you then pay for eight dollars. Um, I still think that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, quite honestly, for game a game <laughs> that released on on the PS3, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I um, thought Borderlands Three was PS4. I think it came out on the PS3 first, didn't it? No, it didn't. Oh, it was it a cross-gen game? No, Borderlands Three was. Uh, September 20, 2019. Oh, no, Borderlands. I'm talking about like, the first Borderlands. Oh, yeah. First Borderlands was PS3. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's still a lot of money to, to pay yeah. for a game that came out on the PS3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one last news story that I have, Ben. Um, okay. Sony has officially started the pre-orders of PlayStation Portal, or as people are now just calling it, the PSP, because that's what the acronym is. <laughs> That should be fun when you're searching online for the PSP, right? 
Um, the PlayStation Portal pre-orders have gone live, and uh, the re- they announced the release date. It is releasing on November 15th uh, for $199.99 US dollars. I don't know what the equivalent to that is in pounds, Ben. Um, I think it's also releasing for £199. The exact same price? Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah. That's some shit. Um, uh, that's, well, a, man, what lot, that's what a lot of companies do. Man, the UK has it rough, dude. Ugh. Yeah, £199.99. You guys need to rejoin the UN right away. <laughs> I mean, euros, it's €219. Euros, so. Oh my god, never mind, stay away. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what a lot of companies... Like, everyone's like, oh my god, GPUs have gone down in price. I'm like, yeah, that's because com- electronical companies don't just... don't price things properly. Like, N- Nintendo, I feel like, is the one that does this the worst. Sony's normally pretty good about yeah. this. This is one of the first time. But N- Nintendo are pretty bad for it. They're like, okay, so the new... Nintendo DS is $250, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cheap. That came out really cheap. £250! It's the same number, right? It has to be the same currency. <laughs> this was back when, like, I can't remember how much was DOS was exactly. I just remember it was, like, the exact same price in America and the UK. But at the time, one pound was $2. Now it's not nothing like that. But at the time, it was one pound was $2 with the original DS. And it was like, wait, so it's $200 and £200. So that means it's $400 if you paid to our price. Oh, that makes sense. Good, good, good mapping. <laughs> yeah, I think Nintendo and I think Square are notoriously bad for this yeah. in the UK. That's Unless you're talking about wow. Fantasy Fourteen, which case Square are the best. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, no, then, seriously, uh, they, they, that... they they now they set they set the price a long time ago, and they haven't changed the price of anything, so everything is now cheaper here. On the, on the digital store. That's good. Yeah. Good on them. Well, Ben, I know you used to want it. Do you still want it? And are you getting it now that it has an official release date? No, because it doesn't and support the cloud. <laughs> I, oh. I, I cared about it because of the cloud support. That was the main thing. Um, but it doesn't have that. I know it has remote play as well, which I'm tempted, but still. Well, that's what it all has is remote play. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to play that thing. Um... Good good date they said for that, or very bad date they said for that. I think it's a very bad date. What was the date again? November 15th. Yeah, it's not the worst. Right in the middle of the holiday season where everybody's buying games instead of hardware? I think it's bad. That's true. I think it should have come out this month, quite honestly, or very early October. I think it should have come out right before Spider-Man 2 did. <laughs> okay. And they should have showcased Spider-Man 2 running on that thing to get people hyped for it. Okay. Maybe. We will see. Alrighty, Ben. Unless there's anything else. Um, Metacritic? Yeah, Metacritic. <laughs> Metacritic game. I'll let you take over then. Du, 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 du. Okay. Um, so, one of the games didn't get a review. Goodbye for Kano Hyde doesn't have any reviews just yet. But, we do have some others. Sea of Stars, Gary, uh, well, I just said your name, but 89, Gary, Alfonso, 83, me, 86, Gary, you get a point with 91. That game got a 91, fantastic news. Yeah, it's the the, the highest rated star-based game this month. (laughs) 
and try they and told five. me Pixel Game. So someone at Sega said Pixel Games are dead. Try and try and five a Clockwork Conspiracy. Gary, you gave it seventy-seven. Alfonso gave it seventy-two. I gave it sixty-six. You gave it seventy-nine. So you get a point. <gasps> Starfield. <laughs> Gary, you gave it eighty-eight. Alfonso gave it zero, and I gave it eighty-three. But because I like you, Gary, I went with the one that gave you double points. So you get eighty-eight. <gasps> Because the, nice the, the Xbox version is 87. The PC version is 88. Uh, so I went off the PC version so that you get double points. Oh, thank you. I just assumed you were going off the Xbox version. <laughs> no, the PC. I went with I'll the PC take, version. I will take it. Which means that you now have 41 points, Gary. Oh, man. Alfonso has 10 points. I have 19 points and Mike has 15. So Hopefully I can go. get to 50 by the end of the year. Quad point round. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary, you lose. <laughs> next, you point is, next one is worth double your score. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that, be, well, no, no cricket game this week because I want to wait for Alfonso to come back again. So, there you go. Aww, but we have so many great games coming up. Do we really? Alders Gate 3. Oh, yeah. Well, it sucks, but yeah. Well, which I highly doubt is going to get any review scores when it launches, but... Yeah, true. Tell you what, if it gets a review score when it launches, that review score is a lie. There's, there's no way anybody even got halfway through. Yeah. Alrighty then, then. Um, shout outs, and where can people reach you? Uh, shout out to everyone. Um, shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back. I'll be back next week, and you can find me MD underscore Chili. Um... And Twitch.tv says Moogle Gun Radio. Hey, uh, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Alfonso. Hope you're doing okay. Shout out to Shannon. I hope she's doing okay. Um, shout out, yeah, to all the listeners. Uh, you can find me on X or Twitter, as it used to be called, uh, at Gugglaush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. And that's us done. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.